Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Kokoro Movement Podcast. On this episode, we have the triumphant return of Coach Q, Quentin Pullen. It was a really fun conversation. I'm just going to jump right into it like we always do. And without further ado, Quentin Pullen. everything in me right now not the freaking screen <laughs> yeah yeah that, you know i had to um my father passed away in 2006 yeah and uh he left me this classic truck a 1951 chevy pickup truck yeah and um you know this guy's had it in his shop for three years man and he hasn't you know i gave him like seven grand to get the work done and i told him i says you know we, we agreed to ten thousand and he's had it for three years and he still didn't get it done you know yeah and i'm yeah. just like you know, what's going on with my truck? He kept, he, this dude sent me the same dang pictures every six months telling me he's making progress, right? right. I'm like, I must be the clown, you know? Yeah. So I went out and picked it up, man, and just looking at it, you know, he threw away the bed of my truck, you know, original yeah. equipment, and um, there's all kinds of things missing, you know? So now I've got to go to court for that crap, you know? Right. Yeah. So, man. So I've been doing some deep breathing and, you know, yeah, because that's uh, one of my posts that's coming up is I was listening to uh, Andrew Huberman and uh, Mark Devine yeah. talk, and they were talking about how the way you change your psychology is by changing your physiology, and that's by breathing, right? So it's like, exactly. <laughs> and it's but it's like so much easier said than done, you know? Right. Like obviously, like Mark Devine's a, a former commander in the Navy SEALs, so he's an elite warfighter, so he can do it. Yeah, and exactly. you're a warfighter yourself, and you're having a hard time. So then, how are us normal people supposed to handle that? You know well, what you I know mean? What, dude, so there's um um you know Brian McKenzie. Yeah, yeah. Brian McKenzie had has PSC, but he has a seminar called the Art of Breath, right? Yes. So yeah. it's a it's a breathing seminar. I took that a couple of years ago, and dude, that stuff saves my life. Oh, I'm sure, <laughs> you man. Know? I mean, it's it's made the training better. It's made I mean, like general things, you know, because. You know, one of his things, he says, you know, people are walking around and they're really performing at, like, using 40% of their capacity, right? Yeah. He goes, why not get more out of that? And he goes, right. well, you get more out of it is to learn how to breathe right, you know? Yeah. I'm like, that's a simple flipping fix, man. It is. But, like, and so I always tell people, especially, you know, I have a lot of people that are uh, clients of mine that are, like, first responders, right? So, like, they're... Right stressed out chronically all the time so like even like the paramedics you know they only sleep for like a couple hours at a time and then it's an alarm going off and then they're jerked awake and then they're going and they're on this call huge adrenaline dump come back go to sleep for like five or ten minutes get jerked awake again going back again and i'm like you you know like ironically smokers have the perfect breathing practice right so like anytime <laughs> anytime they're stressed out or angry or whatever they go outside they take big right? deep breaths for you know 10 
out in the sunshine and like but it's only acceptable because they have that cancer stick in their hands, right? Exactly, but right. If everybody did that, their their productivity would probably go up. They'd feel so much better. They'd be able to get through an entire day of work without wanting to punch somebody, and it would just be so much better. So I just tell people, take breathing breaks. Like Exactly. When you're about to freak out, just go outside and breathe. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it's just so are you, much are better. Are you walking? Me? No, I'm, yeah. uh, I'm hanging out in my office right now. Okay. Am I cutting out? It got a little bit like, yeah, oh, a little okay. bit like spotty, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I'll try and clear that up a little bit. Um, so I want to talk to you about a couple things because uh, what uh, kind of sparked me wanting to talk to you about this conversation is I made a post a couple weeks ago talking about um, Ross Edgley mentioning that you should stay within the adaptation phase of training and not get into that exhaustion phase. And so you uh, said, like, how do we know the difference, right? And I I was like, man, what a great conversation, especially with somebody like you. So, um, because, and so I'm just going to speak on my experience for a second, and then you can speak on yours. Okay. So, you know, I was, um, started out uh, training in uh, mixed martial arts and, and, you know, was training four to six hours a day and then moved into CrossFit and then still wanted to compete. So then I started doing CrossFit for three to four hours a day. And so now that I'm a little bit older and I have my own business and I'm really focused on growing that and like hammering that out and really focused on education, I don't do CrossFit as much. But my brain is like action packed full of the used to coulds, right? Mm -hmm. So like, and now I'm still doing a lot of sports training, but I'm not doing CrossFit training. Okay. So I'm strong enough, but I'm not fit enough. So then what my interpretation of that exhaustion phase is, is like when I see a workout that's in my wheelhouse and I go and I crush it, the reality is, is it crushes me. And then I can't walk for like four or five days. You know what I mean? So then, then that just makes it to where I can't train and I'm actually losing training days. Right. So yeah. Yeah. So let's hear your thoughts on that. Well, okay, so and this is this is this is something I had that I've had to adjust with my training. You know, when I was bodybuilding, I I was um I had a shit ton of like muscular endurance, right? I mean, right. it was nothing for me to do a a set of fifty squats at you know two twenty five and then go up to three fifteen and do some more squats, right? Right. But like you said, you know, every single time I did a workout like that, I was getting sore, you know, and I was yeah. so sore that it's like four or five days later, I'm still sore in the legs. And it's like, okay, well, you know, but at that point, I mean, bodybuilding, hypertrophy training, yeah, okay, you know. Um, that was the goal. That was the goal just to toast those muscles to make them get bigger, make them adapt to get bigger, right? So I guess, you know, in that in that phase, yeah, some of that stuff was okay. But, you know, I used to train with, I used to train with Sean Ray, and that dude, he was like a 10 to 15 rep guy, you know, and yeah. to go to higher than that, he was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that, you know, and he had right. freaking mounds of muscle, right, and the guy was always in condition, so for me, what I had to do was look at what my goals are, right, and yeah. then go, what is it going to take for me to reach that goal, how often do I have to train, how do I have to set myself up to to be ready to do these things, right, and so, like, my training nowadays, is like, I, I like how you say you, you train MMA, you don't do CrossFit anymore, right? Right. I, I still do all of it, you know? Yeah, I yeah. Just, I just figure out a way. And, like, right now I'm listening to uh, David Goggins' book, uh, Can't Hurt 
Can't hurt me. Yeah, man. I want that so bad. I'm Great like, book, man. The guy is man. The funny thing is, my first thought reading that book, man, was I could have wrote this fucking book, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm serious. I'm like, I could have wrote this fucking book, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I, I reach out to that guy from time to time to see if he's going to be around this area or, dude, I, I like to go meet up with him and we don't have to film shit. We don't have to tell nobody. We just freaking go at it, you know? Yeah, and, dude. And have a good time, you know? But, but yeah, man, I, I, I will put, and I tell this to my clients now, we used to do these workouts where it was like for time, you know, 50 reps, 50 50s, all these things, right? And right. so I was programming a lot of that stuff and then this burpees and all these things, but it was high, high reps, right? And people were getting sore and I, I kind of got pushed into that because, you know, everyone wants to do these boot camp, I'm getting sweaty and tired workouts, right? Right. And so you see people doing that and I'm, I'm sitting there going, your forearm sucks, do it again. Your forearm sucks, do it again, right? And they're like, yeah, but this person is beating me. And I'm like, I had to, I, I actually stopped teaching boot camp classes this year for that exact reason, right? Yeah. Because I was like, look, I'm getting sick and tired of people going out trying to outdo each other, you know? Yep, yep. Focus on what's going to make you better as an athlete, you know? And so right. nowadays, like this morning I did a workout that um, we did deadlifts as our heavy staple, and then we did goblet squats. Um, I did some slams with the uh, med ball, um, yep. balance slams, and then I did tire hammers and a rope climb, right? I only did 10 reps of each one of those moves. I did five rounds of it, so it's 50 total reps for everything, right? Right. That would be, you know – that's a good workout, but I took my time and spaced it out so I wasn't exhausted, you know, trying to catch up or I wasn't doing it from time. So I was not trying to – I was just trying to get the adaptation to what I was doing, right? I was focusing right. on my form, making sure that was good, you know. And <clears throat> as soon as I got done with that, I ran a, a, a domes program to make sure that I wasn't going to be sore from that kind of stuff, right? And yep. and I shouldn't be because that, that rep pattern is low enough to where I look at it and I go, okay – I am a 6 to 12 rep guy now, you know. It just yep. depends on the, the workout that I'm doing. But yep. at 6, I can feel every single rep, right? And right. my thing is now is as soon as my form starts to change, that's it, right? I'm yep. done with that set, you know, because yep. I'm not going to get anything by letting my form change except um, other muscles trying to, you know, to make up for what I'm what I'm not doing, right? So, right. yeah, I, I, I kind of shave that down and, it actually feels so much better. I actually feel like I'm never not in shape now, you know? Yeah. So even with my running, you know? Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a bigger dude, and I have a propensity towards weightlifting, and I tend to okay. avoid cardiovascular activities, so I'm trying to balance that out a little bit right now in my training. But we're in the same boat because define, I was – Define bigger dude. So I'm, uh, I'm 5'11", uh, 230 pounds right now. So – yeah, so, um, you know, so I'm, like, bigger, like, not biggest, you know what I mean? I'm not, like, the mountain, right? You know? Yeah. What's yeah. your goal? So, Where do you want to be? So, right now, um, I want to be at 5'11", probably 215, 220. So, I have to, you know, re-dial um, in my diet. I went kind of crazy um, over, uh, you know, because my birthday is right around – Thanksgiving, so I basically had a four-day birthday celebration. Birthday. Thank you, brother. Do I so, celebrate my birthday for the whole freaking month. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, 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 like, you know, who wants to take me to lunch today as the first? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That's awesome, man. 
And so, you know, right now I'm trying to, uh, you know, I started doing um, 500 meter repeats. I did 500 meter repeats on the rower yesterday for 10, okay. uh, 10 rounds, minute rest in between. Um, you know, I have a, a Peloton bike at home. I'm going to start jumping on that thing a couple of days a week and just, but my whole thing is like get to where I can train more often because the more often I train, I feel like the better I am. And so right now I'm not trying to get stronger because I got pretty strong, you know? So like I hit a 500 pound deadlift and I'm like, okay, so do I train an extra six months to maybe add another 20 pounds to this thing? Like, what am I doing? Like 500 pounds is above average. So now I should just try and maintain this indefinitely as long as I can. And so that's kind of where my goals are now is just not fully crush myself all the time so I can still train every day. And right. so, um, and you know, like you said, not really doing stuff for time mm-hmm. and really just focusing on quality of that movement pattern like right. we were discussing, right? So, like, and, and you know, I'm still a CrossFit coach, and just coming from the CrossFit space, like, there's a lot – it works for a lot of people, but right. I start to see the flaws in that program because there's a lot of people – like I was talking about the first responders that shouldn't be doing CrossFit because they're stressed out already. And, you know, from education paths that we've both taken, you know, you know what happens when people have high cortisol in their body. It starts to break down the proteins and everything in their body. Right. And so, and um, so I'm more kind of on the negative end of CrossFit training, but like you said, like once you start getting into those high reps, once you start getting into, you know, 50 squats as fast as possible, then after a while those muscles become fatigued and they neurologically start to kind of shut down because they don't want to get injured. And then you start, that's when the form starts to break down because then you start using smaller muscle groups to compensate for the bigger ones. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then, right? And then so that's where a lot of people get overuse injuries and stuff like that. So my whole purpose is to like try and, and, train as often as possible and not just be crushed because um well well okay how old are you how old are you i am 37 37 okay i'll 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 say this all right as we get older right our our muscles mature our muscles get smarter right right so the frequency in which you train doesn't have to be every day. Now, now, now. I love people who say, "Oh, no days off," right? Right. Um, yeah, that can be true. But no days off doesn't mean going into the freaking gym every day and doing deadlifts or doing squats or doing. It doesn't mean touching weights every day. You know. Correct. My my week looks like this when I when I train Sundays. We hike. You know. Yeah. And so I'll go for a anywhere from a five to thirteen mile hike. You know. Yep. And sometimes. I make my hiking exciting by carrying shit, you know? Yeah. It just depends on the mood that I'm in and how I feel. Or, or that dragging a, a tire. Like, exactly. Or driving a tire. Right. Or a weight vest, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I look at it this way. Is hiking a workout? Absolutely it is, you know? Yeah. Is it stressful? No, not really. You know, actually, I use hiking as a meditative experience as well as a cardio experience, you know? So yeah. there's a lot of different things you can get in that, right? So yeah. then Monday comes around. And I've had this enjoyment of being out in nature, so I feel really, really good. So Monday is going to be a day that I sit there and go, I'm going to put 100% this just max effort into whatever I'm going to do. So I'm going to pick a workout that's going to freaking crush me, right? 
or that I think is going to crush me, you know, and then I'll do that. And then on Tuesday, if I've done a workout that was, you know, harsh on my central nervous system, the next day I'm going to either do a mobility workout um, or something that's going to be, like, way low intensity, way low impact, you know, nothing that's going to get me just, like, you know, where I'm sweating too much, none of that kind of stuff. So basically it's almost like a day off, but I'm still moving, you know. Right. Or it could be a cardio workout, right, like a, a low-intensity, a, a long, slow-distance cardio, you know. Right. So something like that. And then so I'm pretty much doing a day of uh, like like weight training or, you know, kettlebells or something like that, and then a day of cardio, right, and then yeah. a day of MMA, and then a day of weights, and then a day of cardio. So I, I, I will go and program out a whole month and look yeah. at, like, right now I'm on this uh, kick of uh, Muay Thai, you know. Yep, yep. Um, and so that's every Thursday. So I get the yeah. program around that, you know. But like, um, like last Thursday, I did my workout in the morning, but it was raining here, and it's like I want to go run in the rain, you know. So that yeah. was just something I just felt like doing. So I I am now more on that intuitive training where my body tells me how I feel, and then I go right. Right. And so I don't let like I used to let people tell, oh you, you know you're you're being like, you're not I'm like no man. I know how I feel, right? And so yeah. if I feel great, I'm going to go do something great, you know? If I right. feel like I'm a little on that, you know, I've gotten points where, like, I still, from my back injury, I still will have times when my back's tight and things like that. If that's the case, that's a structural problem. I'm like, I need to let release that, you know? I'm not even going yeah. to train when my back's achy or my shoulders are achy, you know? So, right. Yeah, so I, 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 I love being able to do and that's why the slogan of my business is everything fitness. I swear to you, I will try. Well, I haven't done your, I haven't done bar yet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I will try every single thing in fitness and find things that I like, and things that I don't like, I scrap that crap. You know, I'm like I don't need yeah. that. You know. So right. and what I think like in CrossFit overhead squats, I do not need to do overhead squats, right? No. Yeah, so, I agree. And so, so that's I scrap. Like, that. <laughs> right. And so that's what I'm talking about. Like you know, mm-hmm. I got. Uh, you know, when I started CrossFit, I could barely overhead squat a 32-pound bar. Right. And then by the time I, I maxed out at 295 pounds on an overhead squat, I'm like, okay, cool. So now what? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And now my yeah. wrists are bugging me right. because I did that heavy overhead squat. And so now, like, do I need to keep crushing my wrists or can I do front squats instead? Or can I do, you know, like Bulgarian split squats? Or can I do, can I do, That's there's so many different options. Yeah, and so yeah. I think, uh, um, you know, I'll pick a CrossFit workout every once in a while that has, you know, it, that has like a lower kind of rep scheme or you just kind of move through it. Yeah, um, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's really what I'm into. And so like if I'm doing one of those workouts and I, you know, I try to hit it as hard as I can. But like I mm-hmm. said, I have been avoiding the cardiovascular activity. So it's tougher for me now than it used to be. But I I do it as hard as I can, and I, I'm not crushed the next day because yeah. I didn't do 150 reps or something. So check you know, this out. So I'm going to blow your mind right now. So the art of breath. Dude, you yep. can actually there's – a, there's an app, and it's called the Apnea app. You know? Yeah. If you, if you download that thing, you can sit here and breathe. Do that app for half an hour, and you will feel like you got a freaking workout, right? Yeah. And then your cardio gets better from that, you know, because what yeah. are you doing when you're, you're doing cardio? You're breathing heavy, right? Right. So if I start doing long breath holes, you know, long exhalations and things like this, man, your, your cardio gets better just by breathing. So to be honest with you, 
breathing is a huge part of my almost every single day. So I'll pull into my room and in my meditation, I'll I'll breathe, right? And so I'll do breath holds, I'll do technical breathing, you know, you name it, I freaking do it with my breathing so that my cardio stays really good, you know, because I'll tell you, I mean, I I haven't always been the best runner, but my running has gotten to be so efficient now that I just like, I'm I'm starting to love it. And I'm like, who is this guy? (laughs) Well, that's, that's, that's been me too. I just like, you know, I wrote, I did, I remember when that half marathon row came out in the CrossFit Games a couple of years ago, and I was like, God dang it, the gym is going to make me do that. But I ended <laughs> up doing it, you know what I mean? And I ended up doing it, and it sucked, and it was terrible, but I was able to get it in an hour and 31 minutes, I think. Yeah. And so, But the farthest I've ever ran is six miles, and I don't think that I'll ever run farther than that. So, like, okay. if I can, you know, be more efficient with my breathing while running, then I would have more urge to run because that's right. where I just well, dude, start freaking out. Pose method. The pose yeah, method yeah. saved my life. Because yeah. I was, um, you know, when I got out of the military, they told me I had uh, platella uh, flamoral syndrome where, yeah. you know, they were like, you're going to need a knee replacement by the time you're 50 and you should never, ever run again. I'm like, why? You know? <laughs> you know? You know? Oh, man. They're going, well, you have all these conditions and you're going to be bone on bone. I'm just like, are you telling me I'm going to be there, right? And so for the yeah. longest, I, I believed them. You know, I believed them. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm I should never run again. And then I just got fatter and fatter and fatter, right? So, right. you know, um, it was a it was a really, really – and that's, this is why I say I, I should have I written um, Can't Hurt Me because, yeah, dude, like when I opened up an obstacle course and realized how much of a freaking pussy I was, I was yeah. like, dude, you got to get better at this. I mean, because, right. you know, now I was, I was still strong. I was still doing my stuff, but my mentality is what I was talking about. I mean, you know, I was like – I was that guy that says, well, I can't do this, and I can't do that, and I can't do this. And it's like, can't, wow, get rid of that shit, you know. So I got rid yeah. of that, that word from my vocabulary, and now it's like, yes. you know, I, I, I look forward to whatever's going to challenge me and, and make me better. So I actually sit there and go, I'm going to do everything that I know and educate myself so much about my body and, and how to how to affect change in the body and how to keep it healthy, you know, that that's what's been sparking. And so, you know, I don't hardly ever run over three miles, you know. Yeah. But my three miles, sometimes I'll go out and do a tempo run. I'll do long, slow distance. I will sprint as hard as I can for as long as I can and then slow down and then get that. So in that in that three miles, I'm doing different types of intervals, you know. Nice. But yeah. I can go out and run six to ten miles if I, if I you know, was challenged to go do it, you know. Right. And sometimes I will throw, like, a longer run in, but it's a, sl- a slower pace, and I'm focusing on breathing, you know, and um, and that's about it, man. I just, you know, it's one of those things where you almost have to say, I actually freaking love this, right? Yeah. And change your change your mindset to to where you're like, this doesn't bother me, this doesn't hurt me. I'm starting to fall in love with this kind of stuff, and then you'll do it more, you know, and you'll do the things that's required for you to to have longevity in those things, you know. Because I yeah. never, until I took the mob, mobility watch stuff. I never knew about ankle uh, dorsiflexion of the ankle and how that would affect your squat and how that affects your run, you know, how it affects your hips and everything else, man. But, you know, through education, we learn these things and we learn, you know, I started, I went down this rabbit hole into the, the physical therapy world to find out, you know, what these guys do and why are they doctors, right? So, right. Yeah. So I started reading all this stuff and I'm like, well, you know, I know the same shit they know, you know, I just right. haven't been to get my doctorate, but, you know. I can treat people that way, you know? So Right. 
and so and they obviously went to school for it so they have a deeper understanding but we like I followed all the strength and conditioning coaches and then I would go and work with PTs and I'd be like man they're doing the same stuff that to rehab these people that these strength and conditioning coaches are doing to get these people prepared for whatever sport that they're getting prepared for so why don't I just do that stuff Mm-hmm. And then that'll get me prepared for whatever I need to be prepared for. Right. You know what I mean? So like, like, and your body's incredibly adaptable. So then make sure that you adapt it to as much stimulus as possible. Right? Absolutely. I listened to a podcast with uh, Ben Bruno a couple of weeks ago. I was driving up to San Francisco and dude, I was sitting there laughing out loud because he's like, I hate CrossFit. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was like poking holes and everything, but then he was like, look, he goes, look, I've never been a high rep guy. He goes, and he goes, the pro athletes that I train, they don't do high reps, you know? Yeah. He goes, they, they do adaptation stuff. They'll do, you know, 6, 10, 12 reps. That's about it. He goes, right. but they just, they look like freaking stars when they're doing these reps because they focus on their movement and how to do it correctly, right? Right. And so I can now load you with heavier weight and then continue to increase your performance instead of, you know, letting you get away with shit form and hurt your back and hurt your knee and hurt your hip and your shoulder, you know, so... For me, it's about, okay, how can I do things the most safe and most effective way, most efficient way that's going to give me the results that I want? I'm not at a point now where I don't want to be bigger anymore. You know, I, right. I have my days of bodybuilding, and, you know, I'm in a gym now. Since we last talked, I'm, I moved facilities to a um, – I, I say this gym is a <clears throat> um, it's a compound gym. It has everything. They have a yeah. – um, a room with, where you can go sled push with AstroTurf and rope climbs and tire flips. I brought my obstacles, so we got obstacles out there. You go inside of there, and there's a four-weight room. So that's the bodybuilder yeah. section. You go outside of that, there's a functional fitness room where you got kettlebells and all kinds of stuff like that. They got a full boxing ring, boxing rigs, monkey bars. They got a room for doing, like, uh, yoga, you know. And then I just actually, um, as of yesterday, ran a space in this gym t- to do my clinic stuff now. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm like, this is going to be freaking cool. But I look and I see the way these people move. I see these things. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool. But I realized that I used to be that bodybuilder guy, and I'm like, these guys can't run around the block, you know? Yep. And that sucks, you know? So, right. you know, what, what are you going to do if a pit bull gets out of you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's, I don't know. So uh, fight it, I guess. That's why, you know, that's <laughs> That's why I learned how to fight. That's why I, that's what I always joke. Like, I don't run. I learned how to fight, so I don't have to run from things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and so, um, but it's a, it's, so I talk a lot of, I talk a lot of crap about, you know, CrossFit, and I talk a lot of crap about the, the standard chiropractic model or the standard PT model, but these are just, these are just issues that I have and that I see with these different models, but like, I always have to say it works for people. And so, you know, but then the way that I've been talking about CrossFit is the same way that I've been talking about healthy eating, right? So, like, if you are eating fast food two or three times a day and then you go vegan, are you healthier? Yes. Is it the healthiest? No. And so that's how I feel about CrossFit, too. Like, if you're going and doing absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. and then you start doing CrossFit, you're healthier. Absolutely. And it's a great place because there's a community of people that you start to bond with because, you know, like you bond through suffering, right? Right. Everybody's doing the same thing. And Mm -hmm. so then they start to keep you accountable. 
And then they have like these built-in kind of diet plans, like paleo or zone is what the ones that they preach the most. Exactly. And that makes you healthier. But after a while, I think that you, like once your body gets to that healthy point, you need to figure out what works best for you. And like I keep saying, this is just my opinion. But I think after a while, once you get that, that equilibrium, once your body gets into homeostasis and you're healthy, you need to figure out what movement practice works best for you. And is it CrossFit? Great. Is it something else? Awesome. So go and do that thing, you know, and, and figure out which diet works best for your body. Like if you really want to get into that, go get genetic testing done, figure out where you're from, figure out what diet they ate and start eating that and see if you feel better. Add stuff, take it away. You know what I mean? Because everybody is different. And right, so, right. you know, like my training is, you know, probably pretty similar to your training because I'm just trying to get as much variance into my body as possible mm-hmm. because variance is what makes you the most robust, right? Absolutely. And so, and so if you're, you know, like one of the most important teachers that I've had this year is Dr. Andrea Spina from Functional Range Conditioning, mm-hmm. and he's talking about, you know, force is the language of cells and movement is what we say. And so mm-hmm. your body adapts to whatever force that you're creating for it. Mm-hmm. So the more force and the more directions and the more variance you have in that force, the stronger your body's going to be indefinitely. And that's what mm-hmm. I'm looking for out of my training. Well, so so I'll, I'll, I will take it a step back, okay? And this is something that I learned from, from, from all my years of being in the gym with people, it, from the human yeah. condition, basically. I actually now tell people when they come to see me, I go, you know what? What have you been doing the last six months, right? They say nothing. I'm like, okay, I'm going to meet you where you are right now, right? Right. You've been doing nothing, okay? We're going to start doing something, right? But I'm not going to do that something that's going to make you hate what we're doing because I'm trying to actually change your mindset, right? So I think most of the things that we deal with, most human condition, most of the training stuff that we deal with, it's all mindset, right? And that's, yeah. that, dude, that, that's one of the things he's talking about in his book. He goes, take and write down all the things that you absolutely hate doing in the gym, right? And then yep. go start doing those things, right? Because yep. eventually you'll figure out that you don't really hate them, you know? And so, yep. or, or you'll get mentally tougher and go, yeah, this fucking sucks, but I'm going to still do it because I know it's going to make me better, right? Right. So I've actually, dude, I, I trust when I tell you this, and there's things that, you know, I'm like, yeah, I fucking hate calf training. I have the weakest calves in the world, but I still have to do them, right? Because yeah. I realize that everything on your body is connected. And so if you're if you're looking to throw a harder punch, right, my punch comes from my feet. I pivot my feet, and what pivots up, my calves pivot up, pivots up to my hips and everything else, right? And right. so if I want to throw a harder punch, i got to work those calves too, right? And that's no one's probably ever told you that kind of stuff, but, you know, your body is a chain system. It all works together. So I'll try to train every single thing that you can. I personally right. will take something every week that I don't think I can accomplish, right? Yeah. And it's got to be a physical task that's going to make me curse and yell and fuss and, and all kinds of stuff. I normally will do it by myself because I don't want nobody to hear me cursing and fussing about, you know, how much this sucks. So I get out there and do that kind of stuff. And then once I accomplish it, I'm like, oh, okay, that was. That wasn't that bad, you know. So what's next? What's the next challenge, you know? We um we we bought a house up in the mountains and we're at like seven thousand feet above sea level sea level, you know? Right. And so I'm like, this is the perfect place for me to train, you know. So now I'm waiting on it to snow 
so it can be snow, so I can do burpees in the snow and be barefoot training in the snow and all kinds of crazy stuff because I'm like, people do that kind of stuff, right? You know, so yeah. that's a challenge that I haven't challenged myself with yet that I, I want to do and I'm going to do, right? And so yeah, yeah. that's going to give me another notch on my brain that says, you know, you're unbreakable, you know, you're you're a tough motherfucker, right? So, right. Yeah. And so, you know, like all of that being said, I believe that, you know, every once in a while we need to do something that sucks and that's going to make us sore for days. And like, you know, so once a year I do Murph, right? Yeah. Terrible. Like, and just, you know, halfway through that thing, you're like, oh, man, it'd be so much better if I just quit, you know? And <laughs> and especially on that last mile run, mm-hmm. you know, you're just like, like, it's like constantly tricking yourself. Like, yeah. hey, we'll just I'm... walk, we'll just walk at the next corner. <laughs> well, we already we just passed that corner. It's cool. We'll just we'll run to that next driveway and we'll stop there. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll just well we just ran past the driveway. We might as well keep going. Here we go. We'll just go to the trash can and then we'll we'll pass the trash can. And the next thing you know, you're done with your mile and you're done with that workout. But that was mm-hmm. an hour, that was a whole entire hour of you overcoming that negative self talk. And I think that that's also really important. So it's like trying to find kind of a balance between all of that stuff, I think, is what, you know, I've been working really hard on over the last couple of years because, you know, uh, as we were talking about in the beginning of this conversation, like my whole entire life was training for competition. But now Mm -hmm. I'm not training for competition, so then what am I training for? I'm training so that I don't fall and break a hip when I'm 90. That's what I'm training for. I'm Mm -hmm. training so I can – be a functional human being as long as possible. So my whole, my definition of fitness right now is something that I stole from Laird Hamilton, the big wave surfer, who just says, don't be a liability, right? Right. And so that's my biggest thing because I was in, um, I took an education course in Dallas and I get off the airplane and I'm walking through the airport and I'm like, I'm the fittest person in here. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I see these people that are like struggling to yeah. walk through the airport. Yeah. And, I'm, and yeah. you know, Dallas has unfortunately had a couple of those shootings in the last couple of years. Right. And I'm like, if shit hits the fan, none of these people are helping anybody. Yeah, they just and I'm not helping, <laughs> right, and I'm not helping any of them. Right. So then they mm-hmm. are liabilities to people. You know what right. I mean? Right, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, then there's, I think everybody tends to get confused with this elite fitness level, right? So, yeah. and then they're just like, well, I'm never like I'm gonna go to the CrossFit Games. I'm like you're probably not. You're probably mm-hmm. not because mm-hmm. if if you've been an athlete your whole entire life, right. maybe. But like right. since you just started CrossFit and you're in your late twenties, probably not. Right. But right. <laughs> but also feel unless free. you're just that that much of a freak of nature, right? Hey, prove me wrong. I don't you exactly know, I'm, right. I'm yeah. okay with being wrong. I've done. I'm wrong a lot, and so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh so. But that's, like, my new definition. So, like, should you run a six-minute mile? Nah, probably not. But can you run consistent sub-10-minute miles? That's probably better, right? Mm-hmm. Can you can you sprint away from danger and then run as long as you need to to make sure that you're safe? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. you know, like you do where you're dragging a tire. Can you drag somebody out of a dangerous situation? Because exactly. that's yeah. important, right? Yeah. Or farmer yeah. carry stuff or carry stuff on your back, yoke carries. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I'm – like sled pushes. Can you push your car? Like what do you need to do in order to be 
a functional human in this day and age, right? So that's yeah. where my whole philosophy is. And, and you know, like the, like I said, I'm working on the cardio component because that's my weakest component right now. And that's where, you know, like um, we're at 7,000 feet here in Flagstaff too. And okay, it, yeah. it, it never gets easier, man. Like it's, this is so much fun. Here's what's retarded, okay? Yeah. I will take my elevation training mass up to elevation. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and people and are like, I, uh, I'm pretty sure you don't need that. I'm like, yeah, no, no, I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I have I have one too. I have one at the gym and one at my house for, you know, all these breathing exercises that I do. So, yeah. you know, it's uh, – and I think it's – the people under, don't really understand the elevation mass. They don't really stimulate elevation – they're just they're making your breathing muscles work. It's like exactly. weightlifting for your breathing muscles, exactly. right? So exactly. exactly. You're, you know. So but, how do but, you, but people get so people get so mixed up on wording, right? It's right. like it says elevation mask. Well, why am I not feeling like I'm at elevation? It's like really, you know? Yeah. How about this? How about if you wear it and then go to elevation, see if you can breathe better, right? Right. I guarantee you will, you know. And so. Man, it's, people get so stuck on semantics, right? I, I'm, I'm yeah. like, no, no. But hey, listen. So you were saying about, um, you know, training to not break a hip, right? Right. I, one of the things that I said is, is about mindset, right? Right. My thing is, I'm training because I want to be the baddest motherfucker on the planet, right? Right. And I know I'm not. I know I'm not the baddest motherfucker on the planet because I cannot be Conor McGregor, right? Right. But as far as how I feel, right? So yeah. I feel like I can go out and accomplish anything, right? I right. train like I'm going to go out and accomplish anything, right? And so that's the kind of mindset that I look at when it comes to, you know, I, I love seeing, uh, I think I posted this video the other day on Facebook where uh, this 90-year-old, 99-year-old guy walks three miles to and from to go see his wife in the hospital every single day. And yeah, then I yeah. show him doing push-ups and all kinds of stuff, and I'm like, that's a bad motherfucker right there, right? Right. I mean, and you can't you can't tell that guy anything, right? Because people will stop and offer him a ride in the rain and all kinds of elements, and he's like, "No, I'm good," you know. And so I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, man, that that right there, that's a mindset that I'm unbeatable, right?" Right. So I always want to have that mindset of when somebody say, "Hey, you want to do this?" Yeah, let's go do it, you know. And if I fail, I fail, but I'm going to learn from that failing, right? And I'm going to learn, you know what, I did this wrong, so I'm going to go try that shit again, you know. <clears throat> so, you know, I'm always I'm always of that. I, I think that's why people who get that addiction to, to wanting to be in the gym all the time, to wanting to get better, sometimes they miss that mindset of why they're doing what they're doing, right? You're not right. just going to the gym just to, to work out, right? If you're going to the gym to work out, I mean – how boring is that? You know, I'm going yeah. to the gym to, to feel like, you know, to feel good about what I'm doing, you know. So right. I, I love when when I leave the gym, I feel great, you know. Yeah. I don't feel like, you know, I, I lost my soul in that place, you know. No, I feel like yeah. I freaking gained something that I'm going to take out into the world. And if somebody creeps up on me from behind, hey, you're going to learn something different, man. <laughs> right. And so, you know, like I have a, a – the mindset that I have uh, was – really explained by uh, Jocko Willink very well. Mm -hmm. He says, like, he just has this mindset that he's always going to win no mm -hmm. matter what. And mm -hmm. so, like, if the airplane's crashing, 
He's going to run up to the exit door, and he's going to take the exit door off, and he's going to throw it out, and then he's going to jump out behind it because the exit door is going to hit the water and break the surface of the water so he will dive safely in and survive, be the only person to survive this plane crash. I'm like, that's, I'm like, that's like, how I think. Like, what about land, fool? <laughs> right. But, right, but he's like, I don't know, I'll just land on my face and break the mountain he's or whatever. Like, I'm going to land on Jocko this door. He's gonna, right. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm going to jump out at the last minute like Bugs Bunny. <laughs> right. And so, but, you know, I had, I had one cage fight and got completely mauled and was like, cool, this probably isn't for me. But, mm-hmm. like, I always think I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you were like, hey, you're going to fight Conor McGregor, I'm like, cool. I'm going to yeah. win. I'm yeah. obviously not, but that's yeah. just how my brain works. So like the more that you can prepare yourself in the gym, the more that you feel like you're going to win. And that's ultimately what you want to do. But then like going back to what you were talking about with that 90 year old man that walks like, you know, three miles to see his wife and three miles home and does push ups and stuff. Like mm-hmm. he's just doing it. But like exactly. there's this, there's this weird mindset where people are like, no, you're old, you shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, really? Why? Because mm-hmm. the people in Tibet climb up and down this damn mountain every day. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the people in America have to train to, to climb to up eat. that mountain. To eat, you know? And right. it's like, yeah. yeah, you know? So, right. it's like, what, what would you do to... Su- what would you do to survive? And then, how are you preparing yourself to survive, you know? Because, right. you know, all these people talk about, oh, if shit hits the fan, blah, 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 right? Well, if it does, how are you? How are you prepared, right? How are you? I, I look at it this way, and I, you know, people talk about guns, blah blah blah, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, look, in a crisis situation, what you need is leaders, right? Right. You need a person that's going to be able to go out in your neighborhood and go, hey, look, we're going to all band together, we're going to do these things, we're going to accomplish this together. You know, you don't need some fool sitting in his window with a gun going, don't come get my food, right? Because right. how long is that going to last? You know. Right. So, right. you know, I, I, it, it's. It's all about, for me, man, it's about your preparation for life, right? And if you prepare yourself to be soft in life, you're going to have a soft-ass life, right? But if you right. prepare yourself to be that hard charger that's going to go out there and crush things on a daily basis, yeah, you're going to have that kind of life, you know? So, you know, like I said, um, going back to I, I had to change my, my outlook on things because, you know, uh, I was that guy that will go, you know, this person did this to me, right? And it's like, uh no, they didn't do anything to you. You did that to yourself or you handled it wrong, right? So I started, right. you know, looking at how I was reacting to things and I started going, okay, well, I can't do those things anymore. You know, I need to set my mind to where I'm looking at the lessons that I'm getting from all these things, you know? And so, like, dude, I'm working with my wife right now and she's a, she's a vice president of her company, you know? Um, but I told her, I go, I want you to get rid of can't. She goes, well, I can't do that. I'm like, I'm like, honey, get rid of Kent, you know. And so now, nowadays I'm starting to call her out on some of the things she does as far as, like, doubting herself, you know. Yeah. And show, and then I'll video her doing some stuff where she's, like, killing it, right, more than me. And I'm like, why did you ever doubt yourself? I don't know. I'm like, okay, you know. But it's working, right? She, so her mindset's changing. She's getting better professionally. She's getting better physically, you know, and she's starting to let things kind of roll off her shoulders and, and just not worry so much about them, right? And I'm like, that is, that's cool, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, man, you know, and that, so like I said, I, I, I started working with my clients with their mindset right off the bat. I'm like, right. don't be late. Don't give me no freaking excuses, right? 
Right. We start with those two things, we're going to build from that, you know? Right, and it's really important because, you know, there's always going to be, you know, shit hitting the fan, and there's always going to be bad days or good days, and, and it's all about how you handle it because if you're constantly inoculating yourself with stress, and then you're able to handle it a lot better. So then that goes all the way back to the very beginning of this conversation where you're talking about your dad's truck, right? Like, right. does that shit suck? Yes. Yeah. Did you? Are you handling it? Yes. Absolutely. Then that's not yeah. a problem. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like, mm-hmm. it's it's you could like you could and you were within every right to just focus on that and how much it sucks and how bad that guy screwed you over and how much. Mm-hmm you know, this, and this isn't working and that isn't working and just being like totally pessimistic about it. But instead you're like, Hey, I got my truck back and now all I need is a truck bed. And then I'm going to take this guy to court and then I'm going to get all my stuff back and then we're going to figure this out. And then I'm going to, you know, rebuild this truck on my own. I've had so many people go, why don't you sell that truck? I'm like, why don't you just shut up? You know, I'm (laughs) like, it, it means more to me than selling that thing. right? Right. Because, you know, my father on his deathbed, it's like, Hey, Make sure you take care of the truck. And I'm like, absolutely, man. So, you know, it took me it took me almost 11 years of him dying to save enough money to get the restoration project done and to get it shipped out here, you know? Yeah. So to have some guy take advantage of that, like I said, it, had, it took everything in me, man, today to, to just not crush him, you know? But right. then I'm looking at that going, okay, what's that going to solve, right? Right. So – you know, it, it it's like you said, it's it's those things that you just kind of put it out of your mind and go, okay, what's the what's the um, the plan of action here? You know, right? Yeah. And so, hey, I want to ask you, man, about therapy. You know, yeah. How how, yeah. how are you doing with the therapy stuff? Because I so I know good, we were doing man. ANF and stuff like that together, right? Right, right. So and I told you about want, the FSM stuff, right? Right. Yeah. And so I've been following the the FSM stuff for a while just and so I I had a lot of frustrations with ANF and we talked a lot back yeah. and forth about it but uh. one of the big things that I was so frustrated about is that they were so secretive on how it works right and right. so when people are like how does this work I'm like I don't know so then you know just me like being who I am I just started diving into it being like what is this and why right. does this work and so I came across yeah. her book yeah the, resonance the, yeah, resonance theory, and and yeah. and it explained it, all of it, and so exactly. that's then that's what I needed. That was the missing piece that I needed. So, mm-hmm. you know, I started out um, um, as a massage therapist uh, three years ago, and have just been you know really just going deep in the education because I can't stand not knowing what I need to know in order to help people. I can't stand having that person walk out and be like, God damn it, I didn't make them feel better. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I don't have to make them 100%. But if they go out feeling better than when they came in, then that's a victory for me. Dude, and, I'm like, you just stole my brain, man, because oh, the man. same way. I'm like, if you walk out of my clinic and you say you're still in pain, I'm like, get back in here. <laughs> I know we've been working for two hours, but we're going to work for two more hours until you're out of pain, you know? Right, but, and it's so, dude, it's so frustrating. Yeah, well... I had to compartmentalize um, the different therapies that I do, you know, yeah. as just that. You know, I, I sit there and I go, you know, I'm Coach Q. That's my brand, right? Right. No, no product is my brand. That's their brand, you know. Right. So, you know, if if you're not paying me like a advertising fee or a sponsorship, I'm not going to go out there and start 
advertising your product saying that, you know, this is the end-all, be-all, because it's, it's not, you know. But right. what I'm going to do is I'm going to put that in my tool belt, and I'm going to go, listen, you know, that's a that's a bad hammer. Let's try this hammer. It's a different kind of hammer, right? We're going to right. sawtooth hammer instead of a freaking mallet, right? So I use different tools in my therapy that, that encompass the entire therapy, right? Right. So that – but I will tell you, just – I mean – after going to see the to take the FSM stuff, man, it's like this freaking light went on, and the treatments just got that much better. So what I'll do is I'll treat people with the the frequency machines, and to drive it home, I might throw a disc on you because if that disc says that it's for your liver, and I just ran a liver protocol from the machine, it's probably around the same frequency, right? So I'm gonna right. stick that on there, and that frequency is gonna last a little bit longer, right? And so you're gonna get right. the effects a little bit longer of that, you know. Yeah, uh, but yeah, man, it's it, this therapy has been flipping awesome, you know. And, and so I took it in, huh? You've taken two of them, right? Yeah, I took the uh, the core course, which is the basic one, right? The, the one that you always have to start with, and then I took the sports one, you know. Okay. <clears throat> and the reason that I went to sports is because that's what we do, right? We, right. We deal with athletes, and so I'm like, okay, well, the one that I went to um, the core course. I was the only uh, massage therapist and coach there, you know. Yeah. Uh, everyone else were like uh, uh, surgeons and nurse practitioners and chiropractors, and there was like some uh, uh, psychologists and stuff like that there. And so I'm the only one that's a coach there. And I'm like, okay, they're talking this stuff. And I'm like, some of it I understood, some of it I didn't. But, you know, I'm always that guy that can read between the lines. So I was laughing because there were so many doctors asking these what I would say were just dumbass questions, right? And yeah. So I would stand up and answer the question, and Dr. Carolyn would go, um, how do you know that, Q? And I'm just like, that's common sense. And I just sit down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm just like, you know, you just said that this is that, and that person is asking something that has nothing to do with that subject. So uh, it's common sense. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is like the, the – and my problem with – in, I say my problem, but my problem mm. with the medical profession, you know, nowadays is like they're like you, like you said earlier. Like mm. I came in, and I had some, you know, patellar tendonitis or whatever it was, and then the doctor just said, "Don't run," or what? let's look at your running mechanics and see what's going on there, or let's figure out if you have like chronic inflammation, or if you have tight quads, and maybe you just need some mobility, or or you know what I mean? Exactly. And, right. Right. They're like, "Hey, don't run. Here's some drugs." Right. Really. And so there's some, and, and there's, I think, uh, and so it works for some people. I'm going to keep saying that because it's true. But then I think uh, like, as far as my treatment practice goes, I've, I've learned so much different stuff from so many amazing people. And uh, I'm going to really focus on integrating all of that stuff in 2019 because um, you know, it's like, I just took my last course last weekend of uh, 2018, and it's like my brain is like, you know, it's, right it's, <laughs> oh, it's like it's like finals week, man. You know where yeah. you're going into finals week in college, and you're like, holy shit! Yeah. If somebody says hello, that's mm-hmm. way too much information, and all that stuff I just learned is gone. You know what I mean? So that's <laughs> how my brain hello? just felt. Yeah, <laughs> and so you know, I was learning from uh, Courtney Conley and um, mm-hmm. Joe Lavaca about the foot and the hip. Yeah. And when Courtney Conley starts going into the foot, you're like, holy crap, lady. Like, right. you have so much knowledge of that one body part. Right, like, right. It's insane. And she just mm-hmm. starts – and I could tell that she, like, 
was stopping herself, which was very helpful because then you can start to get overwhelmed by yeah, all the nomenclature of yeah. what they're saying and the biomechanics and all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. and But it was a phenomenal course, but I need to tap it back a little bit and really kind of focus on my craft and making Dude, it. Dude, that unique. was what you just said right now is the advice that my wife gave me. Yeah. Um, last year was my year where I, I just education, 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 right? So right. this year I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to taper back. I'm going to pick a couple things that I want to, you know, go look at and then I'll um, just do that. So I think this year was I took the um, FSM stuff. I took um, I took CrossFit this year. Um, God, what else did I do this year? I can't remember. Um, but anyway, um, it's what I had to do was this is December. I took FSM in, in April. Yeah. It finally started clicking, and then the results I started getting was a lot more consistent Yeah. two months ago. You know? Yeah. I'm like, so it took me all this time to actually learn what the frequencies are doing and how yeah. they work. And then it was like every patient that would come in, it's like, I have no pain. I'm like, cool, get out. I have no pain. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know? Right. And so that kind of stuff makes you feel great. So I'm like now at the point where I'm like, okay, I, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, you know? Yeah. So like you said, a person has to get some kind of results when they come see me in the clinic. It's like, well, I don't want to charge them, right? It's like I'm charging right. them for something you didn't even get, right? And so, right. you know, so now I, I sit there and I go, okay, I start, I start writing stuff down, you know, because, yeah. you know, charting is huge, you know, because yeah. if you're doing something with a person and it works, and you don't write it down, then how are you going to remember that, you know? Right. If so, if you're doing something and it doesn't work and you don't write it down, you know, you're going to do the same thing again and thinking it's going to work. But no, it's not going to work, man. Write the stuff down and then go from there, you know? So here's – I got to talk to you into one more course, man, and it's our it's our homie uh, Dr. Perry Nicholson and Stuart Gillespie. And yeah. They teach the functional health systems. Yeah. yeah, no, so they're teaching the functional health systems course. So it's a functional okay. movement. It's a functional medicine and movement course. And I took their first one in San Diego yeah. uh, just a few months ago. And yeah, no, I saw you came down there, yeah. It's a game changer, game changer. Because that, that, I swear to God, is the piece that you need mm-hmm. to help everybody. Yeah. That's, the, yeah. that's the missing link. And, okay. and they're having one in Phoenix um, in January. Highly okay. recommend it. Like okay. it will okay. blow I'll your reach out to Perry. Off. It's funny, yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, Perry and I every now and again we reach out to each other and we'll you know say stuff because I talk, I told him about the um, FSM stuff and he's like, oh that'd be cool, you know. And then he read yeah. the book. He's like, dude, that's an awesome book. I'm like, yeah, you know. So he hasn't taken it. I think yeah. what he's doing right now is he's doing his business for that new business that he's doing, and so yeah. that kind of gets you a little bit tied up. And I always say when you're launching a new business. Don't be trying to go out and do other shit, you know, focus yeah, on that, yeah. get that better, right. you know. So I yeah. definitely, I saw his stuff and I was like, I want to go take, because I haven't even taken this lymphatic mojo stuff yet, right. you know. Um, I just but I've it. been personally diving into the lymphatic system because there's all kind of lymphatic protocols with FSM that do the same thing, you know, right. in Huge. a fraction of the time. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like. Yeah, so I had a I had a client come in who was just like, man, I every time I bend over, I can't get my hands past my knees. And I'm just so stiff in the back there, and I just cleared his limbs, cleared it right up, put yeah. his hands, like, from his knees all the way to the ground. And I'm just like, that's just your limp, man. But, like, yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you that what Dr. Perry and Gillespie are doing with the uh, – so 
they target the immune system first, and then they mm-hmm. have you balance out the immune system, and then they figure out, they, ha- they give you a series of, of questions to gather information to figure out what the underlying cause mm-hmm. of the chronic inflammation is, right. and then you balance out the immune system, and then it just, mm-hmm. it's magical. And so, mm-hmm. but then that goes to, you know, where all of a sudden you're too effective at your job and then you're like, oh, shit, now I need more clients. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? And that's what I just said that this week to someone. I'm like, you know, when I fix people, they don't come back in the clinic. <laughs> right. You know, and it's like, well, I want that 100 bucks an hour. <laughs> right. And so right. I'm like, I'm going to follow you and break you again. <laughs> right. And so that's, but that's kind of the ups and downs of like the, the business, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. now I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, get more into the personal training aspect to where because that's a more steady state of income and then you, it will it will feed your your healing practice because of the way that just the nature of being an athlete right yeah and so that's where i'm trying to get now is trying to figure yeah. out how to make that happen and it's just this big huge thing instead of just saying being like oh i have no clients coming in like you need to keep figuring it out because like mm-hmm. the more effective you get at your job then the less people that you're going to have coming to you and then you start doing well, like follow-up but, texts and they're just like no i feel great and you're like cool damn it but, but see, you know the, what i mean the, the crazy thing and i hold people to the fire on this i'm like everybody knows somebody right right and everybody knows somebody that has some freaking random pain you know right and so if i'm fixing you I ask them questions about that kind of stuff when they're in a, in a therapy session. You know, yeah. oh yeah, how's how's your friend? What do you guys been up to? Oh, how's her how's her leg? Right, have her right. come see me. Right, and so what I do is I try to I always lay that seed in somebody's mind that they need to send somebody else in to see me. You know, and it, yeah. and it, it, it hey, that's word of mouth advertising, right? Right, you know? and that's the yeah. most effective form. That's the most effective form that I've used. Absolutely. I can't have a I have a hard time marketing anywhere else but that mm-hmm. word of mouth like if you do a good job then people talk about it exactly. but then there's but then there's also the weird thing where where people want to have to they have to want to take care of themselves oh which is like a it's that's a battle too man just humans like, are their own worst night worst enemy you know right right They're their so own worst enemy like to, speaking on ans like how often do you ask this question how much water have you drank today i know uh-huh. and what do people tell you Mm-hmm. Oh, not enough, right? And you're just like, oh. just drink fucking water. Just drink it. It exactly. makes you feel yeah. better. Like, like you're made of water. <laughs> Put more in. Like exactly, right? Yeah. My biggest thing, dude, is I have, I, I try to, I tell people, I go, listen, you know, the things in your life, you will drive 100 miles to go make 100 bucks, but you won't come into clinic and spend 100 bucks on yourself to make yourself feel better. Right. You know? I go, right. how are you productive to drive that hundred miles, if you're not, you know, in the, in your optimum health, you know, right. And so, this is the this is the only meat vessel you got to like exactly. take care of it. Exactly, you know. I always and I started telling people this one thing, you know, you work how many hours? Okay, let right. me ask you this: If you were to die today, how quickly are they going to fill your position at work? You right, know? immediately. And they're like, what? they have, they have, yeah. they have people on file. Exactly. You know what I mean? I'm like, they're so, not going to freaking lower the flat to half mass and. And make your your death a freaking national holiday. They're going to put somebody else in your spot. I go, so realize this. You're the most important thing in your job, you know? Right. So make sure that you're the most productive you can be and feel the best, you know? Right. But then that goes back to the don't be a liability thing, right? So if you're 
if you don't take care of yourself, then you can't take care of other people. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you have to assume that you're the most important person in mm-hmm. these people's lives, right? Exactly. And if you're yeah. if you're not around, then nobody's protecting them, right? Exactly. And so exactly. it's uh, and but just the oh, I've been people that are like, oh, I've been thinking about coming to you for like the last five weeks. I'm like, okay. Or they come up to you and they're like, man, my back's been hurting for weeks. And I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what are you doing about it? Like, mm-hmm. it's there's there's solutions to your problems. We just need yeah. to figure out what that problem is. And the, it's it's the same thing where if people say, I don't have time, mm-hmm. you do have time. You just chose to do something else. Absolutely. Like, yep. You know, so like one of the biggest things for CrossFit is people are like, oh, it's too expensive. I can't afford it. Well, if you didn't go out drinking two out of the four nights a week, you could have enough money. You know what exactly. I mean? Yeah, so just tap yeah, it back a little bit. You're going to spend 20 bucks on a cocktail, right? Right. Yeah, it's crazy. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, I don't know, people are interesting, but that's like the, that's, and trying to figure them out is part of what our job is, right? You know, finding a way to relate, you know? Yeah. Because I, I stopped trying to figure people out. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's too much, you know? I, I, I was trying to figure myself out. Now I got that shit figured out. I know who I am. I'm like, you know, I know who I am. If you don't know who you are, I just need to find a way to relate to you. you yeah. Know, and then and we're so good. Let's unpack that a little bit because, like, mm-hmm. because you seem like a pretty, you know, confident, you know, successful human being. So, like, how long did it take you to figure yourself out? Because I think that there's, there's people that are like, wow, that person's just confident. No, mm-hmm. it's work. Like I, you, I started mixed martial arts like 12 years ago right. and I've been working on who I am and what I'm about ever mm-hmm. since. So yeah. it's easier for me because I have over a decade of experience. Right. So right. like, right. let's, t- let's talk about, let's talk about that for a second. So I, I had this conversation a couple of days ago. I grew up, a, I grew up a shy kid and my wife goes, no, you didn't. I'm going to talk to my mom. I was shy. I did. I was quiet. I was a freaking nerd, you know. I was, I was, dude, I graduated in the top ten percent of my class in high school because I, I studied, you know. I was, I was that guy that was, you know, I, I didn't accept, you know, mediocrity. I, I, my mom told a story where she's like, if you didn't get an A, you would cry. And I'm like, mom, don't ever tell anybody that, <laughs> you know. But, you know, so I grew up and you know went to high school. Yeah, I, I did well in high school. I, I was a decently popular kid you know i'm not gonna say i was the most popular but i was a decently popular kid um so once i went into the military i think because i was getting a chance to be around different people and do different things um i started just like i was that guy that wants to learn every single thing i can cultures you know whether it be academics you know, whatever it was, I, I just wanted to freaking learn because I figured if I learned something, it was going to make me a more well-rounded person, you know. Right. So, you know, traveling around the world, um, I think one of the things that, that started this for me was that, you know, a lot of kids at 18 years old are not in Japan, you know, fighting in the military, you know. And so I left home at 18 years old, and I, I have not ever moved back home, you know. So I didn't have that my parents or anyone else – to look after me. So it's look after yourself, man. So that makes you, it, it, it kind of forces you into a point where you're like, you start, you have to learn yourself pretty quickly. Or if you don't, you're going to freaking fall victim to what someone else wants you to be, you know? And so, you know, I, people ask me all the time, how did you get into bodybuilding? Well, I, 
I lacked confidence. I was a skinny kid, you know. So I got into bodybuilding because I figured if I got big muscles, it's going to make me more confident, right? And it it had its its benefits to you know being on stage, winning, and things like that, and people cheering for you. So that kind of stuff built confidence, but it didn't it didn't define who I was, you know. And so you know, I I studied a lot. I I I went through different experiences, and the more experiences that I went through, the more I started realizing that. Life is just not that serious, you know? Yeah. So I stopped taking myself so seriously and just start enjoying things, and it just boosted the confidence more and more and more, you know? And so, you know, I think in this day and time, people are so afraid to fail or to be wrong or to, to you know, to to have a flaw, right? But I, I embrace my flaws. I'm like, you know, that's cool, you know? I, I'll never forget uh, my daughter. We were in a, a subway when when she was a kid. And I had on a pair of basketball shorts. And she goes, Daddy, what would you do if I pulled your pants down right here in, in Subway? I pulled my pants down to my ankles and I ordered my food and just walked around in the line just like that. And she was so embarrassed, right? But I'm just looking at And people were looking at me like, this guy's freaking nuts, right? But I'm like, I don't care. I don't take myself that seriously to where I can't stand around in my underwear, <laughs> you know? I, I get on well, stage then, in a freaking banana hammock, so underwear. <laughs> well, then you're like, you're in New York in the subway, so you're probably fitting right in, right? Right. Like, you know, it's yeah. like, they don't care, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so, 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 so it's it's a process of of I learn something new, I have a different experience, and and I learn from that experience and take things that I that I need and things that I don't need, I just can get rid of them. And then I stopped. I stopped dwelling on things, you know. I, yeah. I stopped making everything such a big freaking deal, you know? So yeah. yeah, you know. And I so that's one of the things where, you know, CrossFit really benefited me because, you know, even even, you know, going into like a cage fight and doing multiple jujitsu tournaments and then, you know, I still had fear of public speaking. Mm-hmm. But I was a good coach because, you know, the you the way you become a good coach is teaching people how to throw a jab because 30 people understand how to throw a jab 30 different ways. And it's like the most simple movement probably ever. And so mm-hmm. just trying to explain people how to throw a jab, but I was, and then, so I, they saw at this CrossFit gym that I was a good coach. So then they like, they were like, Hey, take this course. And then you're going to coach for us. And I'm like, okay. So mm-hmm. then a couple of days after my course, they were like, Hey, you're a coach. So go. And then mm-hmm. I'm sitting there, and the whole class is looking at me, and I'm like, uh, okay, so I should probably start saying something. And then eventually started getting good at public speaking, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, going through the CrossFit training, like realizing that failure isn't a bad thing. It's just a thing, and it's the mm-hmm. most data-rich environment you can put yourself in is exactly. failing. Right. Yep. And so mm-hmm. that's one thing. And it's the easiest uh, deadlift is the easiest way to teach people that failure is not a bad thing. Right. Like the worst that happens is you don't pick it up. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. nobody here gives a shit. Mm-hmm. Not, and so but people are so afraid of judgment. Oh, they didn't lift it. Oh, my God. They didn't PR today. Oh, my God. Like, exactly. That's right. all thoughts in your head. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. The world doesn't stop moving. You just exactly. didn't pick up the deadlift that time. So. Exactly, right? So I'll tell you that I don't PR anymore. <laughs> I don't either, though. Because yeah. I, here's what I had to learn. It, it, you know, when I had my back injury, I'm like, 
you hurt your freaking back. Why are you going to try to lift 700 pounds again? It's like, don't do that, right? Yeah. So go to a point that you feel challenged, right? right? And then incrementally get better, right? And, you know, at a certain point, you start fighting age, right? And so as we age, our hormone levels change and things like that. So, yeah, you're, you're, you're not going to have as much muscle as when you're in your 20s, you know? That's why right. that's why there's no 50-year-olds playing playing in the NFL, you know, because yeah. a 20-year-old would kick the shit out of you, you know? Yeah. So I look at it and go, how can I do everything that I want to do right. and more, right? I got to train for it, right? right? And so if it takes me a little bit more focus to train on those things because I'm not naturally gifted at that, pick the time because I got nothing but time, right? right? It's those people that are like, swipe left, oh, I just gained another muscle, right? Swipe left, I just gained another muscle. It's like, right. look. It ain't going to happen for you that fast, you know? And right. if it does happen for you that fast, it's not going to be permanent, you know? Right. So, so let's uh, – I want to uh, talk about your business model a little bit. So do you okay. – so how do you integrate your training along with your healing practice? So do you get people to train because of your healing practice? Like, like they come mm -hmm. in for an appointment and then you're like, hey, you could use more stability in this hip. So we're yeah, going to take you into so the gym both, to do that. Both, man. I, I, I get, get them both ways, you know, because, yeah. you know, I will – I also took um, – I think this was last year I took um, functional movement screening, you yeah. know. And so I will screen every single person that comes in to work with me before I start working with them, you know, because right. I want to know what's your strengths and weaknesses. I want to know what's your dysfunctions, right, because there's no – absolutely no way I'm going to load you on a squat and your squat is so dang shallow that you can't even get down to your knees, you know? Yeah. So why would, I, why would I do that? So what I do is I go, look, it's, it's all, for me, the, the FMS is the, the assessment, right? Right. And, and then I go, okay, well, if I assess the fact that you have weak hips, you don't squat that deep, you have, you know, like limited ankles and knees, then we're going to do some mobility and stability stuff, right? We're going to get that stuff better first before I start loading you, right? Yeah, I know you want to look cool on videos for Instagram, but you move like shit, right? So we're going to right. do uh, mobility, stability, animal flow, all kinds of basic human movements to get you to move like a human first, and then we start loading it, right? Right. And what I had to do was I, I, I deprogrammed a lot of my clients because I realized that, especially the ones that have been with me for, for you know, 10 12 years, I realized that back then, I knew nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I still feel like I know fucking nothing, but yeah. I, I know a, a little bit, right? So right. I, the stuff that I realized that I was teaching them wasn't necessarily so wrong, but it was just a, the wrong place in the process, you know? Right. So I took them back a level. I had a guy that, that has two national championships in lacrosse, and his squat was shit, you know? Yeah. I'm like, you're an athlete, man. We need to get you to move like an athlete because you're still playing sports, right? So right. his squat has gotten to the point where it's almost ass to grass, and it's only yeah. been since the beginning of this year because he finally committed to saying he's going to do the mobility stuff, right? And now right. I know he doesn't do mobility every day, you know? But if he's doing it twice a week, that twice a week, he didn't used to do it at all. Right, so yeah. now he's getting better at it, you know. And then when he comes to see me, we're doing a, a double dip, right? So, I, 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 
will pull athletes to make them get better that way. Now, if someone is in the gym and they get injured, you know, yeah. then I can just pull them right into the clinic and, and do therapy on them, you know. But I'm also, you know, trying to, and this is what, and this is why I'm trying to implore you to go to the um, FSM stuff in, in March in uh, Phoenix. Yeah. They have all sorts of visceral protocol, okay? So yeah. when you were talking about the lymphatic system, right. I can run a immunity and lymphatic system on you in 20 minutes and clear both of them, right? Yeah. And it works. And it lasts for a while. I can do your liver. I can do your lymphatics. I can do your gut. I can do your small intestines, large intestines. I can do all that stuff, right? And those are the things that why people are drinking shit tons of kombucha and all the all the things, right? You know, I got to take yeah. care of my gut health. I got to do all these things. Well, right. this one therapy offers all those things, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, this is cool. So now I can actually sit there and tell people. So my my clients that come into the gym every day, hey, let's make your health better by addressing your issues that you have with your organs or your body or the random pains that you have because it is absolutely I mean, fantastic to be out of pain, you know? Yeah. If you don't have any pain, that's the best feeling in the world, man. You know, it's like yeah. I can I can do stuff, you know? Yeah. I had a lady who got off my table, and she's like, well, my back's numb. And then mm-hmm. so I was like, started touching her. I'm like, do you feel all that? And she's like, well, yeah. And I'm like, well, then your back's not numb. You're just not in pain right now. Mm-hmm. But she was in pain for so long that that so was a long. normal thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, so uh, but I'll tell you, I'm looking. I'm actually right now. I'm out, um, kind of semi shopping for a space because I have this concept that I I I, I don't want I don't want to like blast it out right now because I don't want somebody <laughs> to hear this and take my shit in California. I'd be so you know. But I have this concept um, that I, I'm working on right now that I, I there's you go to the hospital right right. The hospital has an x-ray room in it. It has uh, physical therapy rooms in it. It has uh, waiting rooms in it. So why doesn't the gym have everything that you need for health and fitness, right? Right, because it's all the same thing. That's what we're learning, Because it's all the same. Yeah, we're we're working out to be healthier, you know? Right, and so then... So the nervous system is connected to the vascular system, which is connected to the lymphatic system, which is connected to the gut, which is connected. Everything's the same. Mm-hmm. It's all the same shit. Mm-hmm. And so, like, mm-hmm. you can't be better with one and then not the other. Like, you have to do all the things. So, like, you have all to the do, exactly. yeah, you have to be a human by movement, and then mm-hmm. you have to be, you have to heal yourself in order to be better at movement. And mm-hmm. so it's all interconnected. So that's, like, one of the biggest things that I've learned over the last couple of years and that I'm wrapping my head around is like if somebody has a liver issue, then that's not just a liver issue. That's like affecting the whole body, right? Right. Uh-huh. And if you're like Perry Nicholson says, if you're standing in front of me, you have a liver issue because mm-hmm. there's so many environmental toxins coming in, smog, mm-hmm. and whatever you're drinking, whatever you're eating, whatever pesticides are on your food, whatever it is, mm-hmm. your liver's processing all that shit and it, it's overworking, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, it's, uh, God, it's so interesting. Like, and the more, like, we're, we're just full throttle down the same path, brother. Like, it's, <laughs> we're just trying to get everything to work the same. Right, and yeah. it's, uh, so do, does the FSM courses, do you get a machine with the course or do you have to buy no, it? No, you have to buy the machines, yeah. Okay, so like, you, <clears throat> the, so the course is like a thousand bucks course- and then, 
No, I don't think the course is that expensive. I think the okay. course is like six hundred bucks, right? Okay. And yeah. then the machine's like what, five hundred? No. <laughs> no. Um the machines um one of the machines is like twenty two hundred. The bigger machine is like seven thousand. <laughs> oh man. I know. But here yeah, here dude, here's what's encouraging because trust me, when I went in uh April, I said to my wife, I go, Hey, I think I'm gonna need two machines and she's like, What? <laughs> I, go, I go, honey, I go, do you mind if I, I go, they're going to give us a deal right now. If I buy the $7,000 one and the $2,000 one, it's only going to be 7000 She goes, you better not. I'm just like, damn it. You know, so I bought, I bought the $2,200 machine and then I bought another one that they were phasing out that's pre-programmed. Um, yeah. And so I paid both those machines off within three months of taking that course. Yeah. Okay, so I made enough money in therapy just, you know, just in therapy. And, and the way I did it is, dude, I took every single person that paid me for therapy, I put that money in an envelope and put it in a freaking lockbox. And when I got to that money that I paid for both those machines, I put it in my bank account because I want to know that is this therapy working? Is is this part of my business getting bigger, Right. I just yeah. bought my second machine when I went uh, third machine when I went up to San Francisco like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, you know. Yeah. So now I have three machines, which means I can treat. And and the reason it's good to have a couple machines is because you can treat multiple conditions at the same time in a shorter amount of time, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's some protocols that will last an hour and a half, you know. And so right. if I got to do treat you for two th- different things and I only got one machine, now you're in the, in the clinic for two and a half hours, you know. So right. people don't want to be in a clinic for two and a half hours. They want to be in there no. for an hour, hour and 15 tops and get the hell out of there, you know. Right. So what I start doing, and the reason I, you know, reading all this, I started writing my own protocols, right, because once you understand the frequencies and what they do, then you can throw a frequency on and go, okay, I, this is the, the result I intend to get. I'm going to yep. throw that frequency in them because I know this frequency does what I want it to do. And that's it, you know? Yep. Yeah, man. I don't know. So so my problem is is that it's not hard to talk me into that shit. So I know, right? Like, you're just like, yeah. do it. I'm like, okay. But then I'm like, well, no, we're out of Here's money. the thing. Like, I, take the if – you, if, you're, if you're curious, right? Yeah. Take the, take the sports course first because the sports course will teach you what you need to know for your business, right? Right. And – you you may only need the sports course, right? Right. But I'm absolutely 100% sure because we're doing the same kind of shit that you're going to want to do more in the sports course, right? That's why I'm well, going I'm to gonna, take the advanced course. Well, that's, that's my know? fucking problem, man. I want to do everything. Like we were talking about earlier, I want I need all of the knowledge that I can to make people feel better. I exactly. Need, exactly. And, 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 you know, so and that's why I need – one of the reasons why I need to take a break next year is because I did – I did 10 courses this year. Like, yeah, dude. To the point where my wife is like, if you don't stop, I will kill you. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh See, God. that was me last year. I did. I think I did like 10 courses last year. Yeah, but you're just you traveling, know. and it's not. Traveling, like spending money, right? Traveling, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. because you can't, you know, I live pretty close to Phoenix, but not all of those courses come to Phoenix all the time. And no. so I need to go to where they are. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. So, like, yeah. uh, one of my the biggest game changers in my uh, practice was neurokinetic therapy. And so I took mm-hmm. one, you know, down in Phoenix, and I took one in Colorado, and I took one in Chicago. Okay. And then, you know, I 
the function range conditioning. I took down in Phoenix, and then I took the the group class version of that, which is Kin Stretch, up in uh, Vancouver. And yeah. then you know, taking uh, like Perry Nicholson's, like one of those guys, like. The way that I describe him is like if you're driving somewhere in a blizzard, Perry Nicholson's a big rig, and if you just stay right behind him, you'll be okay. Like yeah. so, just do everything that that guy's doing, right? Because he's he's one of the yeah. leaders in our industry, and yeah. he leads yeah. by example. Yeah. And Absolutely. and so I taken uh, I took A and F level two with him, and then I took his primal movement chains, and then I took his functional health systems course. Okay. Yeah. And it's just like so. You know, but that's kind of, I kind of have that addictive personality, you know, like if I'm going to eat sugar, I'm going to eat all of it. I'm going to go, <laughs> you know, you walk into the donut store and I have some on my face and I'll pass out in the corner, like ask it, did I win? I've won, huh? Like, like don't touch it. I'm going to, don't touch it. I'm going to get to it. <laughs> I'll get there. I'm so strong. But then, you know, but then you're just like, hey, Jesse, take this course. I'm like, okay. And then I look at my bank account and I'm like, I don't know if I should. Exactly, you know what I, mean? right? I gotta rebuild that bank account, right? But <laughs> right, dude, that's so, what—that's the beauty of podcasts, man. It's right. You know, you can sit and get that knowledge from those professionals by listening to them say the same shit they're gonna say in the class, right? And so, that's why—that's why I started my own because I yeah. hear, I hear these people on these podcasts. I'm like, why the fuck aren't these people asking these questions? Mm-hmm. And then someone's like, well, I'm gonna ask them those questions. And then so then I ask them, and that's either yes or no. Exactly. You know what I mean, and you get and, the, yeah. you and then now I have like all these friends from all over the diff, all over the place because I am, have made these connections with them through the podcast, mm-hmm. and it's just phenomenal. And it's yeah. just this yeah. huge community of people that are just their one and only goal is to make humans better. And yeah, so absolutely, yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. it's amazing. You know, I I, dude, I live my life by by this simple rule right here: if I'm not getting better, I'm getting worse. Right. right? And so if I'm not learning something, then my brain is wasting away, you know, because that brain stays fresh and functional by the more information you give it, right? And so I'm like, dude, I want to be able to, to, to go through my mental Rolodex and go, no, I've seen that condition before. I, yeah, I can, I can help you, you know, or I, I've seen that, that place before. Yeah, I, I can go there, you know. So that's, I mean, that's the most Freaking a phenomenal thing. There's there's such a wealth of information. There's so many things you can learn, and there's so much time that you can learn for the rest of your life and still not know everything, you know? Right. And so I'm like, I want to be that guy that when I die, they go, oh, shit, he just learned everything. <laughs> right. But so, you know? you know, we, like, speaking of Perry Nicholson or our or mutual friend John Poorman, like, when you hear those yeah. guys talk, you're like, what mm-hmm. in the fuck? Like, how do you even have all that information in your head? Like yeah. when I had John Foreman on my podcast, he knew the frequency of the MCL. Like really, you yeah. know the frequency of the MCL and it's like one ninety one, yeah. Yeah, see, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. So like, <laughs> but you went out and learned that. You learned it. You start so, studying, and start using it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So one yeah. of my friends uh, that I met at a DNS course, his name's mm. uh, Ben Ramos. He um, you know, said, like, you just look at all these people that are so high up the cliff, like, Mm -hmm. and you just keep looking at them being like, how do I get there? But Mm -hmm. then, you know, like I'm saying, there's people that are at the bottom of the cliff looking at you being like, how did that guy get up there? You know what I mean? Well, you just keep climbing. And then you take these courses and they just yank your ass up that cliff a little bit higher and a little bit higher. 
and then you read that book and then you listen to that podcast and then you listen to that audio book and then you and then you and then you and then you go hang out with a mentor you know right people yeah. people forget to do that people are so afraid to 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 be vulnerable around people i'm like no i'm gonna go ask because you know and if i sound like a dumbass well I'm gonna get a little bit smarter that day, so I'm a less of a dumbass, right? Right. Well, and it's, it's, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you the, the coolest thing, and this this is this is me, and this is you were talking about climbing the cliff. I ran I ran a Spartan race in Big Bear in May, right? Yeah. And I have this thing about um, like running uh, 5Ks and races like that. You know, everyone tries to crowd to the front of the freaking race, right? And yeah. I'm like, go ahead, you know. I get to yeah. the absolute back of the line, right? Because here's what I realized. My chip doesn't start until I cross the start line, right? Right. So you can be halfway up the hill, but we still got the same dang time, you know, because, you know, I started a couple feet behind you. But what I start doing now is I look at a person that's way ahead of me, and I go catch him, you know? Yep. And then I look at the next person, and then I go get him, you know? And so right. I'm like, that's how I like to live, man. It's like, okay, if I see something that I want, I'm going to go get it. You know, yep. And I'm not gonna let anybody step in my way. And if you're if you're trucking it up there, I gotta work a little bit harder to go get you. You know, so. Yep. Yeah, and that's uh, and so that's what Rich Froning does, right? Mm -hmm. In the mm -hmm. crossing world, that's why he's so good, is because he just starts at a pace, mm -hmm. and then holds that pace indefinitely, Hold and nobody can thing. handle it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because yeah. everybody just goes balls out first thing, and mm -hmm. then they start getting crushed mm -hmm. like a and quarter and half crushed. of the exactly. way in. Exactly. Yep. 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 And then I get to the end of the race, I'm saying I'm not tired. Yeah. Right. So that's another meditation that I had kind of at the beginning of the year is like figuring out what your capacities are. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, um, like how, how much, so how much can I learn? Right. Delva's advocate. How do you figure out what your capacity is? Push it. Huh? You push it. No, you're never going to figure out what your capacity is. Well, the reason so I say that is because you have an unlimited capacity. Right. You know, Interesting. So, uh, yeah. so right. So that's so trying to figure out. So like you know, trying to figure out how much I can learn, right? Mm -hmm. So like, you know, get to the point where you know, learning from about Dr. Jack Cruz. I don't know if you heard of that guy, but yeah, that guy, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that guy's a yeah. nutcase. He knows everything. But yeah. like, you know, but he's talking about the blue light before you go to bed, right? Yeah. So then I'm like, mm -hmm. well, I can't read my Kindle books before I go to bed, so I have to read them in the morning. Mm -hmm. So then I have to read an actual Kindle. Book Kindle doesn't have blue light though. Well, I have it on my iPad though. Oh, iPad, yeah, that's got. Yeah, <laughs> right. And so, and so then, but then I listen to an audio book during the day. So then, mm -hmm. technically, I'm reading three books at once, plus taking all these like education courses. And then I get to the point where I wake up and I watch all of Daredevil season three because my brain's not functioning that day. And I'm just like, we're done. We're done for mm -hmm. right now. Like, yeah. I can't yeah. do anything, you yeah. know. So, and then the next, I had that one rest day, and then I'm rejuvenated again. Or there's right. sometimes yeah. when I don't read a book for a week, and then I pick it up again. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, yeah, just yeah. constantly, as yeah. long as I have some kind of constant input, mm -hmm. which is the same thing for your body and your fitness, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yep. constant input. Yep, 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 yes, yes, Good sure. Good stuff, brother. <laughs> Good stuff. So, uh, where can people find you? People can find me um, Q, Q underscore the underscore coach on Instagram. I have Coach Q on Facebook. My website has been down, dude. My website's been down for like two months, and I've been so pissed. But I'm I'm revamping all that stuff, you know. Yeah, because I, you're um, a different human now. 
right? Well, it, it's not just that. Dude, I hate to say this, but I'm getting old. I don't know. I don't know freaking technology stuff as well as I used to, <laughs> you know? Right, yeah. And so I see all these kids doing all this advertising on and social media stuff, and they're freaking killing it, right? And I'm like, yeah. this, this, this kid, he's 25 years old, he's doing my website right now. He goes, he goes, do you have a website? I'm like, yeah. He goes, cool. He goes, most people your age don't have a website. I'm like, fuck you mean by that? <laughs> you know? But then he goes yeah. on my website. He goes, you have, you have good content. He goes, but we can make it better. He goes, yours looks a little old. I'm just like, damn it, you know? So yeah. he's been working it out, man, getting that stuff done, and we had to shoot new videos, how-tos, new bios, and stuff like that. And so all that stuff goes live on Monday, you know? So oh, nice. Cuethecoach.com. You know, and then I actually am going to be launching a website called QTheTherapist.com. You know, okay. Well, I'm going to be cool. talking about a lot of my therapy stuff. So, Thanks. yeah, man, all those things. Yeah. Uh, what, hey, what books? What books are you reading right now? Right now, like I said, I'm reading uh, "Can't Hurt Me" right now. You know. Okay. And I'm yeah. also I, I actually have uh, Michelle Obama's book. Um, be, um, I can't even think of the title right now, but I have that queued up on Audible. You know, so that I can okay. read, uh, listen to that next. You know, um, but uh, I. Dude, before we get off, you have to. There's um, go on YouTube. I saw I text you the link for this. There's a, a documentary called Residence. Yeah. Holy mother of God! You will you want to throw your fucking cell phone away? You want to throw your Wi-Fi away? Yeah. All this stuff, man. Because I I watched this documentary and I was like, I almost threw my iPhone across the room, man. <laughs> you know, oh, man. to realize how much this thing is affecting us. You know. Right. I mean. The, the microwaves that our technology emits and how that's affecting our bodies, you know? So right. I was like, I was, I was so mad after I, I watched this documentary, you know? But what I did was, and, and, and I'll text you also this link, there's a device. The, the frequency of the earth is 7.83 hertz, okay? Yeah. Ironically, the frequency of the human body is 7.83 hertz, okay? Right. So we were talking about ANF. If you're not at 7.83 hertz or or at least at 8.0, there's a presence of sickness in you, right? And so you right. always want to be at that grounded frequency. When you're out of there, you can find dysfunction, right? So I bought right. this little device. It's called a um, 7.83 frequency um, um, amplifier. Yeah. Put that in my bedroom. Sleep like a baby. Dude, that yeah. is the absolute Best thing I could have done for my bedroom, and I took yeah, I, enough, I took my iPhone and I leave that in the other room. I bought right. a simple alarm clock that freaking rings like a freaking school bell. Oh, That's man. how I wake up in the morning. But I don't even need an <laughs> alarm clock, you know. So everything yeah. in my in my bedroom is my sanctuary, you know. Right. So I go in there, I sleep for, for the eight hours that I need, and yeah. I feel so recharged just from this one little device, you know. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Send me the link on that, and then yeah. uh, they also have. EMS blockers that you can put on your phone to where it doesn't affect you as badly. I have that too. I have a blue blocker because screen thing on there. I have the EMS thing on my phone. I have all that stuff, man. But so I I went to uh, the integrated muscle testing and palpation course mm -hmm. with uh, Thomas Wells, and he showed us what your phone does to you. And yeah. so he had his assistant stand up and walk to, walk to the front of the class, and he measured her pelvis, and so her pelvis was level. And then he had, he was like, now hold your cell phone to your heart. Mm -hmm. And she held it to her heart and he said a few things for a few minutes and then measured her pelvis and her right side had rotated downward by mm -hmm. almost an inch and a half. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God. Yep. So Dude, yeah. they have, they have girl, women who, you know, they stuff their freaking cell phones in their bra. 
Yeah. And they had cancer cells, the same size as that freaking cell phone, the same right. pattern as the cell phone. It's like they know this stuff. You know, that yeah. industry knows this stuff, and they won't do anything about it except make it even worse because now we get ready to go to 5G, you know? Yep. And the power, oh, that you have to, the power that you have to pump through those cell towers to get 5G, you know, that's yeah. a constant presence of microwaves all the time. And if you live by a cell tower, man, you know? Yeah. So that's why our health is so terrible because we, we, we can't get rid of this stuff, you know? Right. So right. I, even set my, I even set my Wi-Fi on a timer. So at 9, 9 or 10 o'clock at night when we get ready to go to bed, our Wi-Fi shuts off. So we don't yeah. have Wi-Fi signal in our house at that time, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, man, seriously. So, oh, yeah, I'll definitely man. send you all those links, man. Yeah, perfect, keep... dude. Yeah. Okay. A great conversation, brother. I appreciate Thanks, you. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate it. All right. You know? We'll talk to you we'll soon. We'll talk brother. soon. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling. Bye.